Welcome back to The Mailroom, where we interview aspiring entertainment industry professionals. I'm Steven. And I'm Tyler. And today we have Nora Cauley in The Mailroom. She is an assistant to a showrunner. And Tyler, she's one of your good friends. She is. We met in the production office on Mythic Quest Season 2. We were fellow office PAs together. And it was so cool having her on the podcast to see what she's up to now. She's killing it right now. Oh my god, yes she is. I loved hearing all that she had to say. Why don't we hear it? Let's get into it. Nora Colley, 2021. What are you doing right now? So right now, I am an assistant to a showrunner named Marissa Jo Sarar, and she has a show called Women of the Movement, which is going to be out January 6th on ABC. And yeah, I'm her assistant. I pretty much schedule meetings for her, you know, like help with all sorts of tasks like you're her right hand gal you're, yeah you're an assistant yes <laughs> I, yeah an assistant pretty much yeah so uh, i want to hear more about this show right from the start what is this what is it woman of the movement is that yes yeah. yes so it's an anthology um historical and it focuses on women during the civil rights movement and the first season focuses on mamie till who is emmett till's mom and um Pretty much back in Mississippi in 1955, Emmett Till was kidnapped and killed for talking to a white woman. And it pretty much focuses not like only on the case and the murder trial, but Mamie as well and everything that she went through. And it has such a focus on the family specifically. And you don't really get to see that with a lot of these like shows that focus on these murder cases. So it's been amazing. Just I came on the project pretty late. Um, the show was already written, and it was straight to production. So and ABC was already like we're in too. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and it was actually a project that uh, years ago, I think it was years ago, it was like HBO was going to do it, and it just didn't work out, and they found my boss. And, yeah, yeah. So the script got bounced around, and finally ABC picked it up, and you hopped in right before production. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I I want to ask. I also want to get into more of your role, but sure. I'm also very curious about just this whole TV show, I feel like ABC specifically, like they're a network TV, so they would do more like network TV shows, but like now they're taking on like almost what seems like a mini series that every season is different, which I think is very in right now. That's like very high production quality. What do you notice about that? What are your takes? I feel like I think it's a great idea on their part because Honestly, to me, it's like you kind of have to get with the times and what people really like, and that Mm -hmm. is very popular. And I think the beauty with, like, anthology, I mean, if you look at, like, American Horror Story and just how, like, they have different stories and things, but they have, like, same core cast members, or there's just something about it that's, like, consistent, but also just, like, different. And with this, it's going to have that same focus of women in the civil rights movement Mm -hmm. or just women, like, black women who are, like, core people who made change um and i think that's just really amazing and abc doing that it's like yeah it's gonna i mean these stories are gonna educate a lot of people who possibly didn't know about it didn't know enough about it or didn't know the sides of the people who really didn't have their voices heard so i think it's cool yeah it's amazing in an entertaining way too yes it's not it's not public media like yeah you're, you're educating and you're informing yeah um that's a really cool 
it's a cool way for ABC to just like pick up a project. Like it that. definitely 100%. is. Yeah. 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 So do you and the show your showrunner ever like are you conscious about when making this series that I guess maybe you skip the development aspect of it, but like the marketability of it, and like was it very conscious like oh this is what's in right now these mini series that are anthology and yeah but can keep going season to season has there been any conversation about that um i think my boss she's just very um she's just she's an incredible storyteller and she just has such a vision for every project that she does and that's just something that she always wanted to do it was more so her like i believe like her decision to just be like i want to be able to tell these stories so this can be a long-lasting series that educates so many people just because I mean, I said it, I probably sound like a broken record, but it's like, these are stories that we really don't hear about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just think pretty much it's incredible. And yeah, so it was pretty much her focus, I think, because so much of what she does, it's like she's pitching it exactly how she wants it. And, yeah. you know, I think that's not easy either. I can't imagine you're going against all these people or towards them with something and you're like I want it like this like yeah. you know but, but she's passionate and it sounds like that rang through and they picked up yeah on no for sure so when you when you initially got onboarded working as her assistant were you asking a lot of questions about how the series came to fruition and all of that or did you get those opportunities to kind of talk with her and, and learn about it yeah I I honestly read some articles on it because there were articles previously like Will Smith and um, Jay-Z or executive producers so this was yeah this was something that was in the works for a bit and um we didn't get to talk about it that much to be honest because it was just as soon as I got the job immediately just started getting to work um and that's when I did my own research sort of yeah it was just incredible like it kind of got put into her lap and she worked so hard on it so it's just amazing to see all that hard work you know, get made into something. And so did she find the story and bring it to fruition or did someone tap her on to be the showrunner and write it? I think, yeah, it was it was already, like, an idea that was created and then, um, you know, she just brought, like, such a beautiful side to it with, like, the family aspect as well. And it's just very touching mm-hmm. and um, brutally honest and just incredible. So... Yeah. Had she been a showrunner before this? No, this was her first show. So let's show. get into that because yeah. this, correct me if I'm wrong, this was your first job as an assistant. Yes. To an individual, right? Yes. Being an assistant to somebody who's in a new job, how does that go? Especially working remotely. Yeah. Um, it was really interesting because she's also never had an assistant before. So oh we were both goodness. like learning. <laughs> and I mean, we knew, I can get into it too, but we knew each other a little bit beforehand. So. Um, this was the first time that we were truly like working together and um, you know we kind of learned each other's working patterns and just how we liked things done and um, adapting to each other which was great and is she receptive of what you have to bring to the table yes she I really appreciate I'm a very like words of affirmation person and <laughs> she'll be like thank you for your help and you know she'll just tell me if, if she prefers something different she'll say like next time could you do this like it feels like a very good learning environment rather than something where it's like, if you mess up, it's like, oh my God, I'm going to get fired. Right. No, it, it's... That's she, stressful. <laughs> yeah, like she wants to be a mentor and teach, which I'm very grateful for. And that was something that I've always wanted. Every job I've had, thankfully, it's been something where they want to teach whoever they bring on. So 
I'm very fortunate in that aspect. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about that. How do you know her? Yeah. So um, I might go from one place to another. It's okay. you know, but pretty much um, when I did semester in LA through my college, Columbia College Chicago, mm-hmm. we had this thing called speaker series, which was a class where Columbia alumni would come and talk to us yes. and be all sorts of like. Uh, areas in the industry and it was really cool to learn about yes, different people. We, we had that too when we came out here to LA. I believe it's very common for probably every college. Yeah, and it's, it's a great idea, yeah, I mean, yeah, honestly. It's a really great idea. Yeah. And now this is it in audio form. Literally. <laughs> it really <laughs> is though. Universal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she came to talk to my class and I just really loved everything she had to say. And, you know, I always take notes when people talk to us, but Mm -hmm. I was really, like, scribbling everything, trying to get all the information I could. So she went to your college? Yes, she went there um, a while back. Not a while, but, yeah, she went there before. And what did you major in when you were at college? I, so Columbia is interesting, because they used to have the TV major as its own specific major, and they had specific areas of concentration. So there was TV writing, producing, which is what I did. And there used to be like directing, producing, editing and producing. Like there were specific like genres of, or subgenres. Yeah. But they stopped that. Now TV and film are combined. Um, so I graduated with the cinematic and television arts degree when originally I came in with like something else. So, so they made the change when you were there. They did. It was like my last semester. And, then and, like, oh, we're changing and this was a very creatively driven major, would you say? Yeah, it's interesting because so Columbia is mainly known as a film school. Mm-hmm. Um, when people do know it, because people usually think I go like went to Columbia University, right. which I'm like, no, I didn't. But. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a very film-driven school, and to be honest, a lot of the funds go to the film department, which it's a, you know, there's a lot of great film people there, um, and a great alumni who did that as well, but yeah, the TV department was a very specific department, it was very tight-knit close, because there weren't that many people, and the funds, there weren't that many either, so in a way, having it combined allows TV people to like get those opportunities that they couldn't. Um, but yeah, I don't know much about it now since I've been out for a while, but like it's been interesting to see how it's all changing. And when did you graduate? I graduated in 2019. Okay, yeah. so it's so been like, two years. Yeah. And you started working for, when? So I, um, I started working for my boss back in November of 2020. It was a very like, you know, just a quick thing because previously I was on Mythic Quest with Tyler. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like, you know, whole whirlwind. It was a great experience. You, you broke my heart in November. <laughs> yeah, I know. I felt so bad. Me and Tyler were just like in sync. It was awesome. We spent countless hours together behind the desk at Mythic Quest. Yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah. For Let's sure. talk about it. Okay. So, how did you get the job as an office PA on Mythic Quest? So, um, I. As I previously said, oh, well, actually, with the speaker series class, we had yeah. all sorts of people. Um, with my boss previously, I just went up to her and was like, hey, I really want to work with you and uh, get coffee, like, just to talk. And she was like, yeah, let's do it. So I did that. With, when she came to your class? Yes. So, that, like, at the end of her speech, yes. you went up to her, talked to her? Yes, exactly. I asked for her email. We kept in touch. With MythiQuest, I did the same thing with... This woman, um, she was a coordinator, production coordinator, and I really just wanted to keep in touch with her 
So I said, I was like, I'd really love to get coffee with you and ask you about your job. We kept in touch for a while. She'd let me day play on random stuff she was doing. Mm -hmm. And then Mythic Quest came around and she was like, hey, like, I think this would be a great opportunity for you to learn. And you could do an interview with the production supervisor. And, you know, if it's a good fit, you could start like as soon as we begin. And I was like, okay, for sure. So I got coffee with the production supervisor and he pretty much gave me the job immediately and that was awesome mm -hmm. and that, yeah that was my first that's very funny uh, like on the spot he was just like oh you're hired yeah he was like you know i i feel like this will be a good fit and he said that katie had already said things about me previously so he had a good feeling and yeah is it does that feel like i don't know if i feel like in my if i was doing that in my position i'd be like i that this is like a big TV show, and that was very unprofessional and spontaneous. Like, were you any, was there any nerves, like, associated with that when I, that happened? Yeah, I was nervous, because I've never, I've been a PA before. Like, I did it back in Chicago and here, but um, I've never been an office PA, and I was, I kind of said, I was like, you know, I'm just going to say, I don't know if Katie said this, I don't have that much experience <laughs> doing this. And he's like, no, we really like to teach. And, you know, and I also think it's a benefit, honestly, because you are teaching someone how you like things done, which means they're going to like what you're doing. Because mm -hmm. it's not like you learn from someone else. And while you might like some things, other stuff, you're like, oh, I don't like that. Like, right. you are molding these people into like what you want so in a way i think it's a benefit yeah but it's a huge benefit yeah i mean i think it's tough in entertainment sometimes to find people who are i guess willing to not only do their job but also teach those below them yes I, yeah. I think it's very fortunate when you find someone like that totally. who really wants to bring you along and teach you I'm everything super great now. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're talking about Michael here, the producer. Yes, Michael. Mm -hmm. He I think he him and Katie just had a really good rapport and, and yes. he really trusted her. So I think her word yeah. about you said a lot to him as a supervisor to just be like, I trust her. If she trusts you, hundred percent. Absolutely. Let's bring her on. She's down to learn. Yes. So it was very much like so much trust and really just um, I'm I'm truly grateful. Like I don't even yeah. know what I would be doing at before COVID, during COVID. I have no idea. Like so, walk us through what it's like to walk into the production office day one. You're the first office PA that yeah. was on board, right? So you're alone <laughs> with the production coordinator, production supervisor, line producer. Everybody's there. Yeah. What is day one like? Can you explain to people what it is like to be super nervous showing up to a job where you have no idea what of you're course, about to do? Of course, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah I was incredibly nervous. Uh, it was like this bungalow on the CBS lot, and I remember they gave me keys, and I was like, oh my God, I have my own keys for this. <laughs> and, you know, I opened the door, and um, honestly, too, it was all guys at first. I was the only girl in the office um, till Katie and... Um, Joanne and April, other people came on. So I was just kind of nervous because I wanted to make a good impression. And, you know, of course, first day they're like, all right, we need lunch. You need to find places for us to go and like, or get food. So I did that. Um, learned how to use a coffee machine. I don't drink coffee. <laughs> and I know that sounds 
probably silly because it's like I don't drink coffee. Yeah. yeah. No, you do sometimes, Nora. I well, sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. Tyler <laughs> helped me get into coffee a little bit. And um, you can do it. You can handle the. I feel like I when I drink coffee, I'm out of my skin. Oh, I get so <laughs> jittery. Tyler would look over and I'd be like, hey. yeah, just like shaking. Um, but yeah, no, it was a. Uh, a lot of it was setting up the office in general. So just helping organize a lot of the stuff that was left, supplies, different things were left from a different show. Um, so I was kind of organizing stuff because I had heard another office PA, which was Tyler, was going to come pretty soon. The following um, week, right? Yeah. You were there for like a week and then yes. I came on right after. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was a lot of preparing since I was the first one there. And, you know, I was labeling things, helping make like, signs and different stuff because they all had their own offices um getting the lay of the land essentially so then when other pas came on it was easy for me to explain and help yeah. them too while everyone was busy you know getting to work and and how long did it take for you to get comfortable um on mythic quest and honestly uh, being an assistant too like were they yeah. similar did you get comfortable within the same kind of time frame for sure um i'd say about a month and a half for Mythic Quest just because the crew was like incredible mm-hmm. and the production office. It was awesome just to be able to, uh, you know, work with such amazing people who were so willing to help. And especially when you were struggling or confused about something, me being so new, I always, I ask a ton of questions. <laughs> I do. Cause I, I just need to know, like I need to make sure I'm doing it right. And people are very receptive of those questions. Like, is there any time ever a time that you, go up to somebody and ask a question and they're just like, what are you, like, explain this to you already or... Yeah, I, you know, you do get those people who are like, just trust your gut, what are you doing? Like, go to work. And I'm like, oh, right, okay. Uh, I mean, Tyler can attest, I've, I've like, overthought so many things yep. and even he's like, just go with it. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, thankfully, I mean, the office knew me like so well and they were just like, you know what, I'm going to help you. And that in a way helped me gain yeah. more confidence to not ask so many questions. You, and, you were turning the life of the party in the production office. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I joked one time, we all had our desks super far from each other and I would just say jokes out loud and I'd be like, I feel like I'm doing stand up because I'll just like <laughs> say a joke and everyone would be like, ha, ah, like distant laughter far away. And then Rob McElhenney would walk in and be like, we need a, a guest star. What do you, Nora? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, on. oh, I'm busy. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to ruin the flow. Um, yeah. But yeah. Well, I do want to ask yeah. too. Um, so like when we were talking about asking those questions, um, like, I guess, and also, like, you not being too familiar with the role, how did you go about being, like, should I do something wrong and get yelled at for it, or should I keep asking over and over again Mm -hmm. and make sure I'm not doing it wrong? Like, where do you find that balance, Um, even with the showrunner as well? Yeah, so I actually learned this. I used to work at Lululemon, uh, back in Chicago and one of my managers would always be like do whatever you're going to do now and ask for forgiveness later that's what she would say and I kind of took that advice into working both these jobs because I do feel like I could think about something all day if I really wanted to right. and think about the outcomes but at the end of the day no matter like who my boss is they want TV's a quick industry things need to happen it's like you gotta think fast and mm-hmm. be adaptable um so yeah, I kind of learned to just trust my gut 
And if anything, I know that whoever I'm working for knows that I care. It's not that I'm doing something without thinking about it. It's just like I'm trying to do the best I can for whoever mm-hmm. I'm working for. And yeah, with I mean with Katie with MythiQuest, you know, she was very like she was like trust your gut, that type of thing. And it was really nice I could come to her and kind of learn more about my gut instincts and how what people want because that's another thing with any of these jobs just being adaptable for who you're working for mm-hmm. it's just such a huge thing i'm learning about it even now still it's like every day i learn something new i'm like oh this will help make my boss's day easier right. and yeah with my boss right now too it's pretty much um you know she's so busy i gotta make some decisions i can't just talk to her all the time and it's all virtual mm-hmm. which Right. I could also get into, but yeah, it's a whole virtual job, so there's not that much time to ask those questions. And, yeah. and yeah. has there ever been a time where you've trusted your gut too much, like followed that philosophy too much and overstepped something that you weren't supposed to? Yes, yeah. I had to do that before. I like... We've all done it. Yeah. We've all done it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was kind of like, oh, sorry. But my boss was like, no, it's okay. It's fine. And that was reassuring too because it just kind of showed me. It's like, okay, well, I can do this. But at the same time, maybe it is good that I ask questions. And, like, there is a balance that I'm learning still, to be honest. Yes. And, yeah, it's a work in progress. Yeah, I feel like whenever you're an assistant to somebody, I guess that's just how it is. It's like at what point – am I on the leash and at what point am I off and you never really know for sure yeah is that how it feels sometimes yeah and it's more of me like because she my boss is great she's really nice hardworking, and um she's just so focused on what she's doing that you know I she understands she knew I wasn't an assistant before this she knew I was an office PA um that I was new to it all and she will like help me and answer any of my questions but yeah, it's more of myself being like, okay, this is like, it's time. It's crunch time. We got to get working. And yeah, I guess in a way I'm holding my own leash. I'm like, oh, you got to <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's just something I'm kind of learning is just as a person and also like as an assistant with work life in general, just kind of figuring out that balance. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's really difficult. Yeah. And yeah. coming from college too, I mean, so <laughs> I think it's funny that you talked about something that you learned, and it wasn't even at college, it was at Lululemon. Yeah. <laughs> so has, is, has college, like, and you mentioned it was very creatively driven, do you think it's prepared you, like, well for the roles that you are taking on now? Yes, I absolutely do. Okay. I Columbia doesn't really have, you know, while it is, there are great things about it, they don't have, like, a lot of resources, um, especially with the TV department, so you kind of had to work extra hard to make what you want happen it really led a lot of students I think myself included you're really like driven and you're like down to do whatever it takes to get the product done the project whatever it may be with the bare essentials yes exactly I think it really well it's I would love for the students to have all sorts of resources I do think it prepares you for how life is because people aren't gonna give you like you know, you're in school. They're right. going to give you these tools if they have them. But in real life, it's not always like that. So I think it really, like, prepares you. And also, too, to be honest, it made me really excited to come out here and meet people 
and network in general. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of Columbia students are very interested in networking and meeting people just because, you know, you're in your same bubble for so long. Um, so, yeah. And you are one of, I mean, four or five people I know coming from this college. And it's, how big is the school? There's like 10,000 kids and the number is going down. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and like not a lot of yeah. people have heard of Columbia College. I haven't like, heard of it. You say Columbia, you say Columbia. It's like, oh, New York? Yeah. I didn't say it before because I thought I'd be embarrassed, but I've never not heard of Columbia Don't College. Don't be embarrassed. <laughs> I can't tell you. You'd be one in like a thousand people I've talked to who are like, I've never heard of that. Like, where is it? I'll say Columbia College. Only and they're like, where is that? I'm like, oh, it's Columbia College Chicago. Well, so. you heard it here first on the mailroom. <laughs> Columbia College is taking the entertainment industry by storm. Yes. You guys have an awesome alumni network that is super admirable. Talk to us about what role you play in that alumni network. Are sure. there people like Katie is a person who's hooked you up, but now what are you doing on the back end? Are yeah. You helping other people out and. Yeah, so um, Karen Loop, she's the head of Semester in LA at my school. She's mm-hmm. incredible. Um, she's a producer and she's done a lot of really great work. And um, she awesome. is very dedicated to helping the students who come in Semester in LA, which used to be specifically for like film, TV. Now it's open to all majors, like music. Um, there could be truly like any major you could come. And as long as you have the right grade set, and you do like a personal essay, that type of thing, you're pretty much set to go. But she has this thing, it's like a mentorship program. And when I was in semester in LA, um, depending on like, you know, if you're trying to network and you're putting in the work um, and you tell her what you wanna do, she will match you with someone who is also willing to like teach you about it. So it's a mentor mentee type of deal. And it's a two drink, meeting type of thing where you meet up for coffee twice or you zoom like they pretty much ask that you meet twice oh so like not two drinks at the same yeah no not not <laughs> not double fisting or anything you yeah must have at least two drinks yeah. <laughs> two drink minimum no here. more no less yeah um but yeah so they have that and i at the time had met with a showrunner and he was really great really nice we met up like multiple times actually um, I have, I like this is that's insane. Yeah, I, it, we have nothing like that. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, that's like this is a mentorship program yeah. of people actually in the industry. That's amazing. I will say though too, it depended on who you get because I had one of my roommates. She was like, "Yeah, my mentor never contacted me when oh. I reached out," and you know that's when Karen uh, was like, "Hey, I'm gonna, you know, like you need if you agree to this." whether you're the mentee, mentor, you have to really like give, put in an effort because it's both your time. Right. You know, you don't want anything being wasted. And I actually, once you're here for two years, Karen will reach out and she's like, would you like to be a mentor? So I've been, this is my second time being a mentor. Yeah. And it's been cool, but I feel very like, I'm only 24 and I've only been here for a little, but yeah, I'm happy to help like, connect people and give advice. Does every student doing the program get to participate? No. It no. is only people that she like reaches out to that So she'll hand pick the students in the program that she thinks yes. are what worthy or it's more of like who <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's all worth based. Uh, no it's more of a pretty much like if you she sees you in semester in LA and like how much like if you're giving it your all and what you're utilizing and my biggest thing she had told my class 
um, because we were talking about what we want to get out of the program. And she said that a previous student had said their biggest regret was not networking enough. And I made that my absolute goal. I was like, that will not be a regret of mine. Like, sure, maybe I'll have other ones. But, like, I cannot let networking be something that I'm going to have a regret about. So that's when I I'm – a, I'm a pretty talkative person and I like to meet people. <laughs> but I, I get all, like, red in the face sometimes. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And, <laughs> you know, with my boss, with Katie, anyone who came to talk to our class, it was nerve-wracking. But I knew. I was like, I have to ask if they want to get coffee or to just correspond through email and just see where it goes. And thankfully, everyone I talked to was willing. And I had a lot of like informational interviews during that time. And even to like uh, an alumni, Michael Goy, who was working on American Horror Story. He was like a director cinematographer. Like I met him through a crazy random chance in Chicago. And then he was like, let me know when you're in LA. And I did. And then we started, he would do like movies at his house and like it was just incredible like how connected the columbia alumni was and he even talked to semester in la too because i brought it up i was like do you want to talk there and you know we like i helped set that up. it was awesome like it's exciting yeah, yeah it was just great i love bringing people together and mm-hmm. you know whenever i get the chance to do it whether it's a student or like a faculty member or whoever yeah so great. you so you brought up chicago yeah so correct me if I'm wrong, you have some experience working in TV in Chicago. Yes, yeah. What was that like and how did that come to come to be? For sure. I did a few commercials on and off randomly. Um, but then I worked on the Lovecraft Country pilot for three months. When you were in school? Um, yeah. It was like, well, it was like summer. So I was oh. still in school, but it was summer break. Mm-hmm. And they filmed the pilot in Chicago because they filmed it in this neighborhood, Pilsen. If you've watched the pilot, there's a block party scene that happens, and that was all, like, in Pilsen. And you were there? Yes, I was. <laughs> block party. Yeah, I worked, oh, I worked, like, pretty crazy hours You were a set sometimes. PA, right? Yes, I was. I was mm-hmm. a set PA. So is this before or after you knew you wanted to move here? It was after. I had I had dreams of moving here since I was, like, younger. I, it was always just part of the plan. To do what? Um. Well, like, when I was a kid, I mean... While I love, like, TV and film, I always love the pop culture aspect of it. It's, like, what drew me in as, like, a kid. And I just never thought it was a tangible thing. I always just thought, oh, people... I didn't realize, like, the roles that people played. Even, honestly, all the crew member positions, I had no idea about any of that. I just always thought of the stars and the yeah. glamour. and so everybody. It's, I, feel, I feel like that's everything. Yeah. And they made a whole movie yeah. off of it. Yeah. Hello, and... Yes. Yes. It's yeah. all about the superficiality of it all. Literally, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was really interested in that. But in high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I Googled, after like binge watching shows, I Googled TV writing college. And that's how Columbia happened. Really? I saw it on there. And I was like, oh, well, it's in Chicago. I'm in Chicago. Like, let's try it. And then I went there. I got really close with this teacher, uh, Tracy Federoff, who she did this TV producer class and TV program development class, and they both changed my life. I learned how to do a pitch deck, how to like pitch in general. She's like an oh, amazing wow. teacher and someone that I still keep in touch with from time to time. And That's super relevant stuff to be. Yeah, about. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I've worked on pitch decks and. It's not like they're the greatest thing that I've ever made, but people were like, this is 
good like you know and I said my college is very serious about doing like pitch decks and you know especially when you're pitching your own thing it's like you have to have such passion for it including like how you're going to present it to these people who are going to like buy you know Mm -hmm. like you're selling yourself and your idea and 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 for you you get to see these people first of all you're learning in college but now you're working as as an assistant and yeah you're in these pitch meetings correct Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's incredible how often is she pitching um she did some pitches a bit back and it was like multiple pitches and i helped like you help with the decks and yeah that was awesome it was incredible and and when you were working on mythic west as an office pa this job how did it come to be yeah so um i was on mythic quest and my boss emailed me um at the time, she wasn't at my boss. Was this and out of the blue, or had you been talking the, and got coffee recently? or? Oh, so this was, like, total pandemic where vaccines weren't even a thought. It was, like, no one was seeing each other other than, like, roommates and your work coworkers. Uh, and I was helping randomly. Like, she would send me stuff to do, like, coverage or, you know, just to help me out, too. And um, she had said, like, hey, I'm just checking in on you. How are you? I said I was good and I was working on Mythic Quest and then um, yeah she mentioned her show and she was saying I might need an assistant at some point do you would that be something you're interested in and I said absolutely and when I heard about that I immediately went to Michael the production supervisor and I said this is kind of something and I went to Katie and I said this is something that might be on the horizon and I would really like to do it if the chance comes which usually with a lot of jobs, I didn't tell people what I really wanted to do because not only, to be honest, people didn't care. It's like when you're a PA, it depends on who you're talking to, but I could get a vibe from someone where it's like, oh yeah, I could tell them I want to write for TV or I just do the job and that's it. You know what I mean? that's the relationship. Yeah, Yeah. because I would hate if an opportunity was taken away because I like brought up something I want. You know, it's just something you kind of learn. at least in my experience. But yeah, Michael already knew I wanted to write and he already knew that that was something. I told him in my interview, I was like, oh, I I don't work in production that much. I have for a while, but I want to eventually get to the writer's room. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and he was super supportive. Katie was supportive. And I kind of kept it quiet for a little bit until it was a more serious thing. And then, yeah. yeah. I want to get into that because from the outside, it, it's great. You you get this job offer. You you're very transparent with your superiors, yeah. and you make the decision and take the jump. But let's talk about it. I was sitting at the desk right next to yours, and yeah. this whole process when you got this email from from your boss, it was hard. It was a hard decision for you to make. Yeah, I want to hear what you were kind of going through because. That decision didn't come right away. Right. Were you, were you making it very dramatic? Was everybody know about this decision? I mean, honestly, <laughs> Tyler was one of the first I think, people. I think, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really Laura kept it very quiet. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He was just in the thick of it with you. She just yeah. really. Yeah, I, I was struggling. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I, um, I really loved our office. I loved everyone I worked with, and you know, I was learning so many skills, mm-hmm. and just it was. I was finally getting comfortable. That was the thing. I was getting comfortable. And then this new opportunity came that would bring a lot of, you know, while it was exciting, it was scary. I had never been an assistant. And, you know, this is someone, 
I really admired and it was, you know, very nerve wracking. I was like, oh, like that feels like a lot of pressure and, you know, I wanted to do a good job and just the fact also she was um, filming in Mississippi. So there was a possibility I'd have to go to Mississippi with her. And I was and, thinking. And you did or you didn't? I didn't. I ended up not. <laughs> I ended up working remotely, which was cool. But, uh, you know, that was a whole thing too. I told Tyler, I was like, I might have to travel this was during covid i mean covid is still happening obviously but there were a lot of things that weren't the future was hard to tell this is pre-vaccine yes pre-vaccine so i was like do i want to be traveling do i want to you know work on a big crew and all these things in a whole new place that i don't know at all so um yeah but i only told tyler at first um and i was really struggling because it was you know, there was an opportunity for the office to work together again. And I had already been told about that job. And then I got this one. And it was just I'm like, Pam and Tommy. Yeah, yeah, I'm Pam and Tommy. And I was like, oh, I don't know what I should choose. And everyone, though, everyone told me that you should go with this yeah. assistant job, which was really kind. And it was you know, definitely the right decision. For yeah. you. Was it the right decision? It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, production is very you know all the crews are so incredible and everything they do they work so hard but I did learn over the past like two years that production isn't 100% my thing like working in the office I realized I was like this isn't what I want to do just because like I feel like I'm more helpful with the creative aspects of things and logistics and money are just not my and I'm not trying to not sell myself here, but like, it's just not. <laughs> you have your strengths. And yes. You have yeah. yeah. It's like some stuff's going to take me a bit more learning. And that was something that, you know. And with that, I, I am curious because I know that I feel it from time to time. I feel like most people probably do in entertainment. And even with uh, the office PA gig at Mythic Quest and now with this assistant position for the showrunner, do you ever get a sense of imposter syndrome? Like, I don't know if I deserve this. I don't know if, like, this, I should be here right now. I get it all the time. All the time. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And that is something that I also try to tell people all the time, especially when they ask me stuff, like, with the mentee program I help with. I always, because I feel like a lot of times people just kind of pretend or if anyone doesn't have imposter syndrome, good for them. Because, and I need <laughs> to know what you. they do. Yeah, but I, oh, I always get that. And then I just have to remind myself, you know, the goals that I have, how far I've gotten, you know, because I feel like a lot of times people, I don't know if you feel this, but I need to remind myself of everything I've done and how hard I've worked in a self-reassuring way and not like a, you know, narcissistic way. Course, but yes. Yeah, it's just something that cuz you forget. You're you're in the moment and you're doing all this work and to look back, it's kind of you're realizing, "Wow, I've I've made it this far. Let's see how far I can get." And but that doesn't mean those feelings don't come up with I mean, I've had so many times I got to talk to my roommates or somebody to just remind me cuz they see the outside perspective. Right. I'm only focusing on myself and, you know, just like, you know, let's just say I didn't do something fast enough or you know, there's these little things I'm beating myself up about when it's like, you still got the task done. Mm-hmm. You still, you know, it's just stuff that you're learning about and you're picking up on. And, and like you said, yeah. you have come so far in two years. Yeah. You've not been out here a long time. Yeah. Which no, is for sure. not a common thing. Yeah. So, 
Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I feel like I also feel like we didn't even talk about the job enough. Like what? So what is it you do from like yeah. on a day to day basis? For sure. So I'm I'm very remote. It's all remote. But essentially, is that nice or? I like it. Yeah. Good. It's um, you know, I do. I love talking with people and like, you know, it's been really interesting to just my other roommate works from home as well so she's an assistant at a production company but yeah so it's very much uh, you know I'm by myself and I'll be in zoom meetings and things but for the most part it's pretty much like emailing and um, that stuff but I schedule things um, read over things whether it's like coverage or just like you know outlines or I help create documents, pitch decks, you know, yeah. just kind of a second it's, set of hands. It's, it's kind of hard to describe the assistant. It is, yeah, <laughs> I think it the, is. the easiest way to do it is to talk about the responsibilities of your boss and how you help to right. complement them. for sure. You know, yeah. because like you're saying, I'm sending emails and I'm scheduling things. Well, actually, she's scheduling meetings with probably people at ABC yeah. and with her co-writers and with these producers. And she needs somebody to put stuff on the books for her. Yeah. Manage her emails. Like, she right. has a lot of stuff going on. So, like, yeah. what are some of the things that she does that you help with and also kind of areas that you want to be helping more with? Yeah. It's a lot of scheduling with the production company she has mm-hmm. to deal with. Yeah. Um, Is that where the pay comes from? So, I yeah, I actually am, I am paid through that production company like Mm -hmm. she doesn't even she's not even paying me it's this company so i guess i'm technically assistant through them what company is it capital entertainment so yeah so i work with them and she has a four-year deal with them so a lot of the stuff that she's doing is like focused with this company which it's been nice because i've gotten closer with some of the assistants there and they're actually right by CBS where we worked. Oh, it's um, CBS. Yeah, so which is wild. But um, yeah, so pretty much a lot of it is meeting with them. It's a very tight-knit team. Um, so working with them on different projects, um, ABC for sure because of women of the movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just pretty much setting up those meetings. And then if anyone wants to speak with, my boss as well, just setting up like lunches or whatever it may be, phone calls. You know. Is the majority scheduling of the job? Yeah, a lot <laughs> of it is scheduling for sure. Um, yeah, and even too like keeping in touch with like her manager, her agent, like where's where she reps? Um, it's Hero and Villains Entertainment. That's the management company. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ICM for the agency. So. Now CAA, right? No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, the, it was oh, acquisition. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes. Wait, I was like, yes. No, no, no. I, yeah, I, I got to keep up more about, like, those things, but I do know what you're talking about. Yes. It, it'll yes. take a while for it to yeah, actually yeah, become acquired, I see. Yeah. yeah. But I guess it's pretty wild, Has though. there been talks about that? I guess not really. Not really, no, yeah. to She's be honest. got the same agent, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 Well, that's yeah. nice. So, yeah. so, I have a question, because sure. I think it's so funny, because I've been talking to assistants recently, especially more on, like, the writer side of things uh-huh. and all scheduling for the most part yeah. and I had this idea in my head that it was coverage a lot of it but like it's more scheduling right yeah like I do get coverage from time to time but for the most part it's pretty much scheduling and do you think because like entertainment 
meeting, 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 like, are these productive? Are these, like, effective, all these <laughs> meetings that, that you see happening? Or, like, do you think things could, like, probably get done, like, better without these meetings? What are your thoughts on all of that? I do think because, to be honest, with COVID and the way so many people are working remotely, it is good that they're doing the meetings just because it's, like, the only time they see each other face-to-face. So, you know... And, like, other things might come up while they're doing it that they weren't, like, thinking about before, whatever it may be. So, uh, I do think, while there is sometimes probably where it's, like, that could have been an email or whatever, <laughs> I, I do think it is pretty productive, to be honest, yeah. You also said it's a tight-knit production company, so that's probably a large reason why yeah. they're, it's pretty efficient in these meetings. Yes. But that's you, good. you've definitely been in meetings that aren't very productive and... and we all have it seems like. Yeah, throughout my lifetime, definitely, <laughs> definitely, my lifetime. Like I'm only, I'm only 24. But uh, yeah, no, definitely. There's been times, even with MythQuest, where I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, we got to sit in on stuff, and I was like, that, that could've, didn't could have taken 20 minutes, yeah, two hours. Yeah. So, so here's a question too. She's a showrunner, so she writes. I assume. Yes. When? What are you doing when she's writing? Um, and when is she writing? She's writing, like, through the day. She works super hard and just really focuses on whatever project she's doing. And, yeah, I'll just, if people come to me um, and want to mention something to her, then I'll be the person to be like, hey, you know, I'll just email her so I'm not bothering her texting. Um, And, yeah, I'll just do that. I'll be kind of, like, the middle woman and just be like, hey, so this is happening. Like, can you do this now? Do you need to do this later? Um, just kind of gauging that to help her because they understand too that she's writing and it's a huge undertaking and you know that's the great thing everyone is super understanding of what she's doing and how much work it takes and how Mm -hmm. much um, focus it takes as well so yeah they'll just come to me about whatever it may be whether it's like a meeting coming up or you know something urgent or something not urgent and it's just gauging what's important to mention. So wouldn't you say that's a big responsibility as an assistant is finding the right time to approach your boss with the information that you have? Oh, of course. I mean, and I already said I'm an overthinker, so I'm like, (laughs) is this the right time? Should I say this? Like, yeah. That's really great. She doesn't have a temper. I don't don't know if I, I mean, hopefully I would be able to say, like, let's say I was a writer all day and, like, my assistant's blowing up my phone and I'm trying to write. I'd I'd probably be a little annoyed. Yeah, I've kind of, I've learned emails the best because she could check it on her own time and um it's less you know annoying than like a text Mm -hmm. and yeah she's super i really i admire her so much and just from like as a person and also as a writer she's incredible so you know i just really my goal is to make her job easier however that may be so yeah, it's it's been great, but I do get nervous. I'm like, yeah. oh no, like, is this because you know? I mean, writing it, especially with like deadlines and things, you gotta get stuff done. So, yeah, it's it's amazing though. It makes me want to really try to like focus on my own writing and get her input and stuff. But it is kind of hard to have that balance of like your own personal stuff you're working on and what you're working on for your boss. You when we were working on Mythic Quest, you were in a writers group. I How's was, you know, so I'm not in that writer's group anymore, okay. but I'm in a different one. Okay, good. Yeah, so you're so very cool. passionate about writing? So, 
this is I don't know if other people felt this way COVID kind of really uh when that was going on I just stopped writing I stopped you know because I was just kind of in I was thinking I was like should I move back home do I want to stay here I felt very um isolated at the time just because with how COVID was it was very difficult to like see other people and do things and the world felt pretty bleak to be completely honest Mm -hmm. and then when work started back up with mythic quest that helped like you know get things going again i got to see everybody and remind myself of why i moved here um but yeah for a bit i thought i was like it's better for me to take a break from writing and get back into it when i want to rather than force myself start to resent writing and what i want to do and that type of thing um but yeah just seeing how my boss works it's kind of helped me realize like where i want to go with my own stories and what i want to do and um that kind of stuff and see it from the actual like industry like seeing it in real time yes exactly so do you view your writing as more of like a creative outlet that is subsidiary to what you're doing for your your showrunner or do you view it more as like I, this is, like, in my free time, I'm trying to be a writer, so, like, I'm writing as a career, not as a creative outlet. Yeah, you know, before, before COVID, I really thought, I thought of it as, like, this is for my career. This is, like, I need to have three pilots, I need a comedy, drama, like, I had such a way about it, um, which is a great way to do it, and I'm not talking down on that, but when COVID happened, it really changed it changed the way I looked at my writing and what I want to do and all sorts of things. And it became more, I don't know. I just realized I was like, I have to start having life experiences first because so much of what I want to write, honestly, not that it's like all based on my life, but I realized there was so much of my life where I was kind of playing it safe. And this time living in LA was kind of the chance for me to experience new things and that would help my writing more. So I'm kind of just like writing stuff when I think of it, but other than that, not putting so much pressure on myself because at this point it's like with the job I have right now, it's very time consuming. So I was putting so much pressure on myself beforehand, before COVID. And now there's already a lot of pressure. I'm like, why am I gonna do it to myself? I'll just, yeah, just let it come to me instead. and that's worked out better anyway. Cause... With, with that, I have a question about college because I was thinking at the time. So it sounds like you put a lot of effort into, like you knew what you wanted to do in college. Yeah. So like a lot of your college time was cultivated into like getting you out here and yes. like having a career. Do you feel like you weren't like as invested in just the regular college experience because of that? Yes. So Columbia is an art school. Columbia does not have Greek life. Uh, It's in downtown Chicago. There's no legit campus. So it's very much, you are there to network and you are there to eventually go either stay in Chicago, go to New York, go to LA. Like that's essentially, and maybe Atlanta. Like that's pretty much it. Like anyone who goes there, you're not going there for like the typical college experience which at first I felt like I was missing out on because a lot of my friends went to state schools Mm -hmm. and were doing all sorts of stuff. And even before Columbia, I was thinking about going to Ball State because they had a pretty good telecommunication program. But, I mean, part of the reason I went to Columbia was semester in L.A. 
and also just how at the time specific their TV department was. But yeah, you kind of like I had to go to like use Chicago for frat parties or just random stuff. <laughs> like you had to find a guy on Tinder or something. Right. It was very like you worked for that social aspect. Um, and they had parties and things at my school, but it was very much like DIY art spaces and, you know, like music show. Like it was yeah. very artsy. And, but you that, know. that feels pretty synonymous with LA, doesn't it? Yeah, it definitely you really, does. You really have to work in your free time to, to meet new people and to mm-hmm. go out and do things. So it seems like that was the ultimate preparation. It really was, yeah. yeah and, and now looking back on it, do you have any regrets associated with it? I think, you know, while there are good things about Columbia and there are some things that I don't love, and I really think that I went there knowing that I wanted to do this as a career and to give it a shot just because Chicago, there's production. They have a lot of Dick Wolf stuff and, you know, different things like that, but LA is where everything happens. And I just knew going into it that I wouldn't get that full college experience um, that other people did. But in a way, it was all worth it because I would not be where I am. I wouldn't even be here right now with you both if yeah. I didn't go there. If I, You know what I mean? It's, I mean, the current job you have now is because you went to that school. Yeah, every job, literally every and, job and I've like had. Like so directly. Like yes. not even like... This happened, this and it's like, I went to Columbia College, and the showrunner I work for now also went to that school. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah it's pretty mind-blowing. That's, yeah. that's great you're able to see it like that. Yeah. You know, it took a little bit, too. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to lie and say that it was immediately like, oh, it was all worth it. Like, I had to see everything come to fruition to truly appreciate what I experienced, like, with Columbia, whether yeah. it was my classes, the people I met, um, the programs they had. That kind of stuff. And you come out here and hear these stories of people who have been out here for four or five years and yeah. they haven't even scratched the surface of some of these these jobs that, that people like us have. And yeah. It just really makes you think about like what you're doing in the moment and how important it is to, to be grateful for the opportunity that you have Absolutely. right now. Absolutely. Yeah. It's incredible. And so what do you want to do after this? Um... So eventually I would love to write for drama, mm-hmm. like TV dramas. You like drama? Um, I do. I love comedy, but I will say, in my personal opinion, writing for comedy is harder than writing for drama because you have to just be on it all the time with jokes and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and even too, like my, my college had a comedy uh, major. Like they did stuff with Second City. That's part of the reason people like the school too. That's very cool. Yeah, they have like, you could take classes with Second City. And um, I mean, of course, there's so many people who do that that are super successful now. But um, yeah, I mean, just having friends who were in the comedy program and learning about the classes they took and stuff. I was like, man, comedy is awesome. But there was something, the whole reason I was interested in writing was dramas. That's what got me into it when what, I would. What like, shows would you say? It's oh, it's embarrassing, but uh, <laughs> it was all like teen dramas at the time. So like Gossip Girl, One Tree Hill, Vampire Diaries. Like I was on a huge, just like binging marathon watching all of those. Mm-hmm. And with the Vampire Diaries, I got upset that they changed the showrunner and it changed the whole way the show happened. But I didn't know what any of that was at the time. I was like, why does it feel different watching it? And then I Googled it. And they were like, yeah, like, 
Kevin Williamson was the original showrunner, and then Julie Pleck took over. And, you know, being 17, I did not know what a showrunner was. Mm -hmm. And I Googled all these things, and that's how I learned. And then I was like, oh, that makes sense why it feels different. And, you know, then I learned that TV is such a collaborative, you know, film as well, but especially with the writer's room, it's so collaborative, and so many people are involved with the TV, like, writer's room so and for those of us who don't know what a showrunner is can you give a a brief explanation yeah so i would say essentially that a showrunner is they are the ultimate boss it's essentially like shonda rhimes of Grey's anatomy where you have pretty much entire creative control and you are the head of the writer's room where you have an idea of where the story is going to go you have an outline and that's what everyone's going to follow even if they're writing the episode they are going with what you want ideally for the show. And you have like, while you have that creative control, you're also part of the business aspect and how it's being like marketed and all sorts of things. It's way more of an undertaking than I ever knew, especially until I got this job. There's so much that goes into it. And you're not just the creator, you're you're the visionary, right? Yes, they yeah. have their hands on every single yes. aspect of the project from start to finish. There's so much to approve of and yeah, it's just it's incredible to be honest. So when you're in production being an assistant to a showrunner, I'm assuming that's when it's the most hectic. Yeah, it's crazy. So many meetings. It could be, you know, um, Even more than when you're just in development, right? Yeah. Really... Yes. There's wow. like costume meetings, production meetings. Exactly. Um, there's just lots of so many aspects that you know the showrunner needs to approve of, and it needs to be their vision. And yeah, when I was helping with Women of the Movement um, during like the production of it, the beginning, it was just tons of meetings mm-hmm. and taking notes. A lot of this job is also taking notes, which is cool because I get to... And she uses your notes? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll send her notes. It's just a good, like, recap, yeah. you know. And... Maybe she just takes them and goes, all right. Like, she <laughs> <laughs> I, I, threw, I threw the, the notes out for the yeah. listeners. Who just not... threw them away, See yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, lots of note-taking. Just truly being a second pair of eyes and a second pair of ears. That's ultimately, that was how the job was described yeah. to me also. And you talk about it being a collaborative space. How much trust does she put into the people that she's working with, or is she making decisions in terms of everything that's going on? She needs to know about everything. Um, I think she does put a lot of trust in people, but at the same time, she's so passionate about all these projects. And um, I mean, Women of the Movement, it's her first show running job, so she, this, it's like her baby, and yeah, it's, I think while there is that trust, there is also, people want her opinion the most, like, even if she is giving the trust, it's like, well, what do you think? And I think it's a very trusting and genuine space where it's, everyone just wants this to be, like, a great series. And that's the most important thing, too. It's less of, like, the pressure of, you know, like, oh, what are what are they going to say? And it's more of, like, we all agree that we want this to be incredible and that's like the main focus it's gotta be what makes it all worth it yeah yeah totally. and what's her name again and how and what else has she written like, yeah um this? her name's marissa Joe mm-hmm. she wrote on handmaid's tale 
13 Reasons Why, The Fosters. So hour-long dramas that you would watch. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> she did, it was really interesting because at the time I watched 13 Reasons Why and I had watched her episode and realized she wrote it and I emailed her. Ooh, which and, episode did she do? You know, I can't remember. It was season two. <laughs> okay. But um, it was this one episode. And you sent her an email right after? I did. That. And when, when I saw her Handmaid's Tale episode two, I sent her an email. And I was like, I cried like a baby. It was so <laughs> that's, good. That's pretty good. Yeah, that. it was great. She's she's really incredible. She's an amazing writer. And um, even when I met with her for coffee previously, it was just, um, she was very easy to talk to. And um, to... That's another thing, honestly, with, like, this program I did, Semester in L.A., and the speaker series class where the guests talk. If if I could go back and tell myself that going up to her would lead to me having this job and this, like, work relationship with her, I don't even know what I would say. It's just incredible. And um, I guess me, I, I overheard, she said something to someone we were having a meeting with, and the person said, oh, I heard you met Nora through like Columbia and whatever. And she was like, yeah, she and one other person came up to me that day out of 40 or 50 people in the class, only two of us went up to her. And that's part of the reason that she remembered me because, you know, I like made myself known to her and yeah. And there are people in my program who are like, oh, what are you doing now? And I'm like, oh, I'm working with MJ. And they're like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah. And they had known how I was getting coffee with her and things like that. So it's it's really very incredible. Inspirational. It's like, yeah, like I guess networking does work. Yeah. I guess I should have gone up to her after that yeah. speaker series. Yeah, I remember we would when we would have those speaker series, all the time we would go up to the guests and people would everyone else would just walk out. Everyone yes. pushed it out of the class. Yeah. They're like, I'm out of here. This was just like two hours of class, I'm done. It blows my mind. You gotta go up, you gotta talk to these people. I even too would talk and this isn't to like waste the person's time or anyone's time but even if I was just somewhat interested in what they talked about I asked I was like I'd really just like to learn more about what you do could we meet for coffee or do a phone call and they were very receptive of that like I met with a reality tv producer because at the time I had this like reality tv scripted idea and even then I learned so much from him and you know I met one of my teacher his brother was a composer so like I asked him questions and like, you know, there's just all sorts of areas that you could work in here. I'm like, why not just learn more about all of them? Mm-hmm. And because I feel like, especially with like show running or writing your own film or TV show, learning about these aspects, you have more of a vision too with those. And it's not to take over their job because you are hiring these people because they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But you're able to express what you want in an easier way because you understand what they do on a daily basis. And I think that's really great because then it helps. There's less of a setback where it's like, they're not understanding what I'm yeah. saying. It's like, no, you can really help by knowing what they do. I don't know. So I try to learn about like every aspect of it. I think that's super yeah. important because like you said, like the communication has to be there. And the more you know, the easier it is to understand what they're trying to say. Yeah, and you also learn, I feel like, how much work they do and understand, like, oh, well, that's t- that's going to take a long time. I'm going to give them that time. Or, you know, there's less of, like, you know the expectations because you, like, understand what they do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So I do have one question before we wrap up. Yeah. But talking about, again, your showrunner, um, so how 
Have you guys talked about what the next step is possibly for you to advance your career? Like, where do you go from here? And, and have you had that conversation or have you kind of just envisioned it yourself? Honestly, we haven't had it yet just because things have been so busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to be a writer's PA at some point for her when she gets a room going because mm-hmm. I came late into Women of the Movement. Um, she already had it all written and the writer's room happened in March of 2020, so right when COVID started. Um, so that all happened already. Um, but yeah, I would really love to be like a writer's PA just because I feel like personally for a writer's assistant, I think there's a lot more stuff that I still need to learn. And of course, if she asked me though, I'd be like, yeah, for sure. But, but you'd feel like an imposter. Yeah. I think, I think just now my imposter syndrome was kicking yeah. in. Yeah. I, I, um, I bet you can be a great writer's, uh, writer's assistant. Thank you very so, much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we were talking a little bit about writer's PA before on the podcast and I think most people can get snacks and make sure that the room is all set up for sure so I think you could probably be an assistant thank you yeah I think I've set a lot of snacks for Mythic Quest and mm-hmm. my other jobs I, I'm I know so much about snacks but yeah, yeah I would like to learn more about the right right on the top of the resume very good at knowing what people want to eat yeah yeah it's snacks. like I know great snacks <laughs> that's funny but yeah right. well let's wrap this up Nora, thank you so much for coming on. It was incredible to have you. Thank you Nora, for it's me. been so nice having you on here. So good to see you again. Thank you so much for telling us all about this. Thank you both for having me. Yeah. It, was, it was great to talk. It's been awesome. Tyler Finesse he brought you in. And <laughs> great interview. Yeah. Thank, <laughs> thank you so much. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. We are The Mailroom. Thank you to my brother Ross for producing. And we will see you next time.